How's everybody doing? It is episode 796. We have a lot of updates coming up this week on the Mongols MC motion to vacate their conviction and fine of a half a million dollars, by the way. John Sassoni, Annie Santillian, David, Little Dave has taken the stand. It's still ongoing. We do have the public transcripts of what was said on the stand. And like I said, there's more going to be happening on this. They're in a recess right now. Anyway, let us go to this OC article real quick. An opportunity, or apparently drunken, uh, recorded phone call between the then Mongols president and his at the time estranged wife, which he later leaked to the Mongols members was the center of testimony in a federal courtroom in Santa Ana club attorneys argue that it is proof. The former president was a government rat serving as a confidential informant for a then agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive. Little Dave, who has served as the public face of the Mongols during the legal battles and repeatedly spoke on his efforts to clean up the club, denied during testimony to being a government informant. Now, it is not the club accusing them of being a rat or informant. They are accusing him of having an improper relationship with John. That is what they're alleging, an improper relationship. Now, it goes on to how the judge overrode the thing where they wanted to take the patch and stuff. It is in the Ninth Circuit. Now, at one point in the trial, a juror reported seeing little Dave and John at a Starbucks a half a block away from the courthouse. Little Dave dismissed it as a chance encounter, but the club's defense attorney has since cited it as evidence that then Motorcycle Club president and the federal agent were colluding mid-trial. Quote, It's hard to imagine a more egregious invasion of attorney-client privilege or a more cavalier dismissal of due process rights. This according to Joseph Yanni. Now, during uh, the hearing, Yanni has released emails between him and Little Dave in which the attorney pressed Little Dave to allow him to call John as a witness during the trial, arguing that without the testimony, quote, the case can't likely be won. Little Dave believed putting him on the stand would put the last nail in our coffin. But of course, little Dave's not an attorney. His attorney was there to fight for him. Let us take a look at the text that his wife sent out. Again, 
The Mongols are accusing him of an inappropriate relationship. Not being a rat. His wife accused him of that. Text message to other Mongols saying her husband is a confidential informant. Quote, in other words, he's a rat. Outside. That question of why she sent that text and accused little Dave of being a rat is actually in testimony from Annie in court. Later on this week, we will be going through those court documents. It's going to be like a three-part series because there's a lot of information in there regarding his thinking. Hell, even the Laughlin incidents is in there and his explanation to the court. But what I do find a little weird is I was going through all the interviews that Dave did on YouTube. And some of the stuff really didn't make sense to me. One of them being how he's explaining on the aftermath with American Cholo, how he can't be legally an informant. Let's take a look at that I feel one. like I'm being singled out and not being heard. Uh, because it's being one-sided. This whole story has been one-sided up till today. I feel like a uh, vindication is in order. And I know that you have a lot to say regarding legal matters of me actually being informant because it's physically impossible for me, legally, for me to be an informant. And I know it's impossible for him to be an informant legally, legally. He, he put that in there. That's his own words. So you can take it any which way you want. I don't understand why he said legally. And going through the transcripts that I'm going to be showing you later on this week, if you look at the interviews that he did compared to what he said on the stand, it's like, Come on, let's keep one story here. It's getting all confusing. Man, this is like an episode of Days of Our Lives going on here. But I wanted to make sure everybody knows what the Mongols are alleging in court. It's very important that you know that. They're alleging an inappropriate relationship where it was his wife that accused him of being an informant. And it's going to be interesting to see her statement on the witness stand about this question. Hell, the judge kept on asking her over and over again, why would you call your husband a rat? Now, the scorned woman defense... Who knows? It might be true. It might not be true. We don't know. All we're going to know is what's coming out in court right now. There was a recording done by Gunners Collective. It was off the record and it was just, what is it, about a year ago or something like that? where Dave was talking 
about his relationship with John. It was the same old, same old, yeah, you know, we had to do this, we had to do that, because he was the cop, the agent in charge, I was the national president, I was the face of the club. But there's an interesting statement here. Very interesting statement out of his own mouth. Yes, it would have been inappropriate for him to have any contact talking to him and John, the FT ATF agent I'm talking about, during the Mongols' trial. You can't do that. Listen to what he had to say. This cordial relationship, we're home all up, hey, where's up, hey, you know, I've been the national team for 13 years. I, he has a lot of respect for me. And the same token, I have respect for him, but I don't shit on him like other brothers have in the past and gotten all day doing it. So, you know, I play devil's advocate. We're cool. And, you know, it's my nemesis. But when he gives me a heads up and tells me, Hey, Dave, I'm going to be retiring soon. You know, can't protect you after that. I know what he's saying. Read between the fucking lines. Right. The next guy, he told me basically the next guy may not be so nice or he may be a dick. No like, doubt. Like, oh, it's, it's just common knowledge that we are talking because I have to. It's part of the fucking, the, the, the case, the legal matters. Right. And For anybody that knows trials, you can, he is on the opposite side of the aisle. He is the cop trying to prosecute you. Why would you be talking to him about the case? That is from your own mouth. You shouldn't be talking to him about that. You said yourself, legally, you couldn't be an informant. And what the Mongols are alleging is you were talking to this guy. This was out of your own mouth. I wonder if this is going to be brought up in the motion to vacate, but it's very, very interesting that you said that. Now, people are going around calling Gunner Collective a rat because he recorded Dave. That's investigative journalism right there, if you ask me. That is, I, I have to say, one of the most important pieces of information anybody could get because I doubt that it would have came out if it wasn't recorded. This is huge for the case, I believe. Now, going down a little bit more in that article... And I'm going to get to that right here. Where are we at? Where are we at? Anyway, let's see here. I can't find it, so I'll have to put it up. There was an attorney for the Mexican Mafia that came in the court. If you don't know who the Mexican Mafia is, that's M.A. And she believed she had information that pertained to the case. Now, I guess it had something to do with MA trying to extort from the Mongols. I don't know. It's sealed right now. It's sealed. 
So we'll have to find out what comes about with that. One thing I do know is these transcripts are very interesting. Some stuff has changed from what he talked about on everybody's shows. But the biggest thing you have to get out of this whole deal so far is him actually saying he had to talk to John because it had to do with the case. That is like a bombshell type of deal to me anyway. Because you can't do that. You are jeopardizing your defense. Because what he's going to do as an ATF agent is run right to the prosecutors with the information he has. Very interesting stuff, so look forward to it. We're going to be working on this, and we're going to do it to where you're able to download these documents as well to look them over yourself and see what you think. Now, it wasn't us or Gunners or anybody else, American Cholo, that put this out there. It was his wife, and it was also him going all over these internet platforms that got this in the echo chamber, as John said during his statement. It was also not the club that ran to the New York Times or other newspapers or given interviews on... ABC out in Cali. Interesting stuff. The soap opera continues. We're going over right now with China Dow for the second half of the show. We're going to be talking about a serial killer. Rock on.
a very interesting subject that I wanted to bring up with you, and that is the life we choose. It could take a lot of different meanings, a lot of different meanings. But in this case, I was, you know, because I'm going to be doing a three-part series on some stuff. Probably the first one started next week, then uh, one following each week after that. And I was going through these court transcripts. The, the, there's a court case going on that's public record right now. And I was going through and checking it out, what the questions were, what the responses were. And one thing really caught my attention. And that was when this individual was asked, why were you having a beer with a cop? It was quite perplexing, the answer. Now, this individual is part of an outlaw motorcycle club. And he said... Right there in the uh, transcripts, I'm no longer a member of the club. I'm a civilian. And I, I took a step back. I was like, what the hell you mean? You're no longer a part of the club, so now you can go sit down and have a beer with the cop that was trying to bust your club. So that really had me wondering if all the type of principles somebody has while they're in a club can automatically be thrown down the toilet when you're no longer a part of the club. And it really made me think that, is this all a mirage? Is it all about being in that present time when you're wearing a patch that you got to uphold this facade instead of upholding your principles. Now, this was just the court case where it really didn't, it really did, it blew me away, an answer like that. Because if that's the case, then it was just about what you were doing in the club and you didn't believe in those principles if you're able to just drop them on a dime. Usually, those that choose the club life, they stand for something. At least that's the way it used to be. They stood for something. They always kept their principles. They didn't throw those away. It was a lifetime choice. Let's, you know what, even put clubs aside. Put that aside. You don't even have to be in a club that have principles. Bikers in general. What is bikers? That's having the freedom to do what you want to do, live the life the way you want to live it. That's why half the time these cops can't stand bikers because they know that they're living life on their own terms. They're not doing it the way society thinks they have to do it. And that pisses a lot of people off. It really does. It pisses them off because they can't take the step in their own lives 
to do what you're doing. They see you live in the dream. You do not need money to live the dream. Being happy in life has nothing to do with money. Does it help? Oh, hell yeah, it helps. But if that's what's going to make your life happy is always worrying about money and conforming to what society has to say or their morality, you're going to be miserable. One of the things that I seen while the coverage of Sonny was everywhere was a lot of the publications said he lived a life the way he wanted to live it. My God, that has to be the best quote, the best thing, the best type of way of taking on life. Everybody heard the old saying, hey, you only live once. And that's true. You only live once. So why wouldn't you want to do it on your terms? Do it on your terms, but have principles that you stick to. It doesn't matter that patch. Ain't that what everybody says is it's the man and not the patch? If that's the case, then there has to be a high standard that that man holds himself to. And to say, well, I'm no longer in the club and I had to talk to whoever I want. Well, you're never really into your principles in the first place. Because regardless, before when you were in a club, you must have thought that there was a line that you didn't cross. That don't go away just because you get out of a club. The life you chose was by them of principles. And it just blew me away when I read that. I was like, oh, hell no, this dude didn't say that. Oh, hell no. Then I started looking back in time, and there was a, a big case down in Florida in the 1990s. If you were alive or you were in the scene, you knew this case. There was a regional, there was a chapter president, and some hardcore stuff was going down. Hardcore stuff. The 90s was the culmination of a lot of bad blood between a lot of clubs. It was a freaking war zone everywhere you went. Everywhere from the United States up to Canada. And I'm sure over in Oz, but I know here in the United States and Canada, it was a culmination of a lot of bad blood. These individuals were out there taking care of business, as you say. It got pretty bad. But at the end of that, because there was an individual that was like six months in after getting patched or something like that, that said, well, I had enough. I'm turning to the feds. And why is that? I'm sure he had his reasons, but one of the reasons that caught my eye was the fact that he was afraid of leaving the club, even on good terms, 
but getting taken out because he knew too much. And I was like, why did he know so much of what was going on six months after getting the patch? You hardly, even if you do a prospect time and then get into membership, don't automatically mean you get into the, you know what? One of the things I never understood. But anyway, he knew too much and he was afraid that if he left, he'd get smoked. So he went to the cops. So this undercover investigation went along. He was wearing a wire, all that type of stuff. They take him down because a couple, uh, one clubhouse was bombed and they were about to do another one. They took him down before anything else happened. Here are two guys that were supposed to be tough as nails. They were tormenting the community. They were doing all kinds of stuff. Living the life, being badasses. Next thing you know, the time came down to where they had to make a choice. It was either the Brotherhood or them. And guess what? They chose themselves. So what principle did they have? You're out there tormenting, you're out there beating and doing all that kind of stuff. But when it came down to it, the law enforcement got your ass. And you said, no, 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 I want to cut a deal. No principle whatsoever. None. But you got to go back to the guy who initially started wearing the wire. His main thing was... He didn't like seeing what was going on in the club. He didn't like all the side hustles. He didn't like all the violence. And he wanted to leave, which if you had an atmosphere where he felt like he could leave without getting smoked, you wouldn't be sitting in jail now. But what was his principles? The life that he chose. He chose a life where he thought he was joining a club and that it was going to be about brotherhood. That's what he thought he was joining. Did he stand on his principles of what he thought he was getting involved with? Or was he a snitching rat? It's a very good question if you look at it from all angles. Now, I know a lot of you are going to say, well, he's a rat, he's a snitch. Put yourself into his position. He was joining something he didn't bargain for. I just want to put that out there. Again, he didn't, he didn't know this was all supposed to happen. He didn't think that the club, and this was one chapter, He didn't think the club was about what it was supposed to be about. So he wanted to get out of there. Now, that's different than another person that I was reading in these transcripts saying, well, I'm a civilian now. I'd have talked to whoever I want to talk to, which yeah, you can. You can do that 100%. But at the same time, how can you go from Billy Badass, 
the saying, well, I can talk who to every cop I want to talk to. I even heard that uh, they were messing around in the hallway with these cops, this guy, at the court. I was like, holy shit, you're shitting me, right? Even I wouldn't have expected that. So the title of the video is This is the Life We Chose. Do you want to know why a lot of people have a problem with guys in clubs? And you have to ask, ask yourself, do they have a valid point? Well, if it's supposed to be about brotherhood, then why all the politics? Why all the backstabbing? Why can't you keep members? Very valid questions. You got to look on the inside at that point. Wild on Twos had a guy named Mooch on. And I really, really dug some of the reasoning behind what he was trying to push. Brotherhood is supposed to be about something. As you go, though, through a lot of the articles, you hear a lot of the news. It doesn't seem like that, though, does it? There's more people nowadays that refuse to be in clubs because of what they perceive off the Internet, because of the politics, things ending bad. And why should they put themselves through that's the way they look? They rather remained independent, which, hey, is cool as hell. I, I love it. Because you actually are closer to your goal of living life the way you want to live it when you're independent compared to a club where it's structured bylaws. They got more bylaws than the Constitution of the United States. So a lot of people look at that like, man, is that even worth my time? And then they hear the stories of those that actually left and they're like nah screw that stuff and i'm actually going to be doing a video on the decline of motorcycle clubs because there's this big study but it does equate with the lowering of numbers and membership and other organizations as well like the elks and stuff like that but my question to you is if you have a set of principles, if you have a set, shouldn't they be the same before and after you join a club or any other organization like that? If you had the principles that you are an outlaw biker, you would never deal with the cops. Shouldn't you keep that after you left the club? It's a very tantalizing question, and it tells you a lot about what you're seeing today.
The old school rock and roll stream. I love this station. WMMR DB Rockford. I kind of like this station too, especially since it's our station. So I have to love this station because if I don't love this station, why would anybody listen to this station? Oh my God, really? <laughs> That's a long, drawn out thing. I bet you can't even say that like I just did. You probably don't even remember. Nope, don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> Morning, China Dow. Happy Monday. It's not happy Monday for me, man, because after I leave out of here, I'm going to go fucking kick somebody in the ass. Oh, you got to go deal with the guys that are repairing the vehicles, huh? Yes, I do. Yeah, well. Had it repaired. Everything was fine. Oh, you just need to spark plug and wires. Well, guess what? Check engine, check engine, check engine, check right? engine. <laughs> it comes right back on. I'm like, dude, I'm going to kick you. And it does it when they're closed. Of course. I hate On that Saturday, shit. when they're not open. See, this is the reason why I wish I had a car lift, so I could do the shit myself, instead of them. But we don't, so you're uh, screwed. Yeah, I'm screwed, you know. I'm starting to think, uh, you know, trade this Chevy in for Ford. <laughs> why? Fords aren't any better. They're found on road dead. 
Yeah, but at least a lot of boards are running right now. Well, yeah, I guess. It's funny. What? You're over there messing with your wolf pitcher. Yeah, the one that my cat knocked down, I hear. Yeah, she went head first into it. She was looking in the, is just sitting there staring at the wolf's eyes. And then she attacked it. I said, what the fuck is wrong with this cat? And you, of course, just didn't hang I it back laughing. up. I was laughing. And you couldn't hang it back up? No, because that's your side of this, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's my side, so I have to hang it's it back up. It's your side. You got to do it. That ain't okay. my problem. So can I go knock something down on your side and you have to put it back up? No, you can't do that. I'll make Callie do it. <laughs> she, what the fuck else? She's been tearing down my freaking soundproofing. Yeah, I know. She likes to climb the walls. Oh, my goodness. It's fine. I better her than me climbing the walls. I don't know. It'd be kind of like freaky to see you do it. Well. You'd be like exorcist and shit. My head would spin around and I'd spit out mashed potatoes, not pea soup. It is Serial Killer Monday. Yes. One of your favorite times. Yes. You love these episodes. Yes, I do. I found someone that was current, too. Oh, really? Yes. Before we get to that, though. Okay. I wanted to take on this subject. Because it really has to do somewhat with you. Yes. What? Body image. A lot of people struggle with this kind of stuff. I know you struggled with it. Yeah. And now look where the fuck we're at. I look like a twig. You look like a twig. I was just saying before we came on air. I was like, if you turn to the side, I can't see you. I go, cool, I can go invisible. That is my superpower. I think, really, that people look at other people as far as their weight, as far as the way they look, way too much. Way too much. Yeah, well, you know where that begins? In the magazines. And girls seeing all these skinny, scrawny, anorexic-looking women in the magazines, and that's what they want to look like. And I don't know why. Because the magazine basically tells you this is what women are supposed to look like. So it goes to magazines and what the media is pushing. If yeah, basically. You're going to decide to look like that. Yeah, basically. That, and you can tell. Like, when you go out in public, mm-hmm. who are majority of the guys looking at? Them hot, skinny chicks. Well, it's not just for women. It's for men, too. Why? Dad bods are in. Dad bods are What do you mean, dad bods are in? What's that mean? Go stand in front of a mirror, dude. With the belly. That's what's in now for women? Women don't like... Not all women are into them muscular, bodybuilder-looking type of guys. Because a lot of those muscle-bound guys don't have personalities. (laughs) Or dicks, I hear. Well, (laughs) that could cause a problem. It just surprises me, really, that you said that. All the pictures you post in your group is nothing but that. You don't post dad bods. Yeah, I know. Why? (laughs) It's kind of counter... Double standard of what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's like over a thousand women. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know. Now, what happened if you would have put a uh, dad bod in there? I don't know. Let's find out. I'll put one in there. (laughs) 
that'd be a very interesting experiment for you to do. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Don't you think it'd be a very interesting yeah. experiment? I, I, I'm going to go find one, and then I'll put one in there. Either that, you put a dad bod and then another one of those pictures up. Like a hot dude and go, which one do you prefer? A or B. How much you want to bet almost every single one's going to go with the B? All right, we'll do it. I'll do it. You want to bet? No, I'm going to do it. And then, and then I'll come back with results, but we'll have to wait for, we'll, we have to give it a week mm-hmm. and let it ride. So next Monday, we'll come back with the results on that. Right. Because that's a thousand women that have to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there ain't a menstrual fight in that fucking group. Well, there could be. Not yet, though. You never know. Going back to the body thing. All right. Why does it piss off women now so much if they got an extra few pounds? What do you mean, why does it piss women off? Why does it piss them off? Why do they get all crazy... Because if you got to go buy another pair of jeans, like if you have to buy the next size up Mm -hmm. instead of the next size down, you get mad. Why can't you just appreciate who you are? Because that takes a lot. I know I do. That takes a lot for women. It really does. It's a mental thing. So mental and physical combines. Yeah, definitely. 100%. You just can't sit there looking in the mirror. Because and say, you know hey. what? It's easier for somebody else to accept what you look like than what you, for you to accept what you look like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I may be skinny, have no boobs and no butt, and people this may stare at me and tell me I'm attractive, tell me I'm good looking, but I will not look and look at myself in the mirror from the shoulders up. That's the only part of myself I'll look in the mirror at. What? From the shoulders down, I will not look at myself in the mirror naked. I don't know why you look awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a woman bod. Yeah, stretch marks. Mom skin. bod. Or grandma bod. Yeah, You're well. an awesome looking grandma. Yeah, uh-huh. When I'm wearing clothes. So why is it different for men than uh, women I'm if sure, I can't look at women at the same way? It's I'm a sure, woman bod. I'm sure men do the same thing, though. Mm. It's It's a psychological thing. I don't. Well, because you don't care. (laughs) You don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't care what people think of me. And I don't think that... And it's, you know what, it's... Okay, see, see, this is like such a hard thing to explain to people. Especially you. (laughs) I don't care. Because you don't care. Okay, but other people do. Be yourself is all I care about. Okay, but a lot of times when people try to be themselves, they're expected to be something else. But it's their fault if they do go through that. What do you mean? Because they shouldn't care what others think. Everybody does. Except you. I really don't. (laughs) You're like the only person that I know that does not give a shit what other people think. I know a lot of people say that. I bet you close to to 100% of the listeners care what other people think. It could be true, yeah. It could be true. I can guarantee it. But that's no way of living. If you're worrying about what other people think. Well, it's like, as far as like me as a person, and I don't mean my looks, I mean me as a person. You're pretty cool as a person. I, I, I don't give a fuck if people like me or hate me as a person. But if they make comments, you know, like derogatory comments about how I look, 
That pisses me off. Or how... Or if they make comments about how I have no boobs. Or how I have no ass. I mean, that irritates shit out of me. When they're perfect to me. Because, you know, 12 years ago, when I was over 300 pounds, I was getting just the opposite. You don't feel... I was got, I got the, oh my God, your boobs are huge. And, oh my God, you got such a fat ass. So it's like, it's, whatever. But beauty ain't skin deep, you know, it's more than that. Yeah, but not a lot of people look at it that way. You have a personality out of this world. It kind of just, you know, it's like Freddy Krueger's nails on a blackboard with your personality. <laughs> Dude, that's mean. <laughs> it can drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> Why? Because I'm too much sometimes? Yeah, you're too much. You take it too far. Well... What do you mean? I take it too far. You take it too far, Larry. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up for once. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> Rude. But there's so much more to people. That's why I don't but care. But see, that's just it. Is It's like everybody bases everything on what people look like on the outside. And you shouldn't. You should be based on what people are like on the inside. And this is just not relationship crap. No, this is everybody as a whole. But you're right. It could be the complete stranger you see on the street. You know, how many times you see somebody and be like, holy shit. Media is uh, the ones that push that narrative. I mean, it's like people people look at me and expect, oh, she's a biker chick. Well, she should be into this and into this and into that. You don't fucking know. I do. You're a freak. I know, but I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I do. You're a freak. But, it, I mean, it's like people judge me by just how my exterior looks. They don't base it on my personality or, you know, I mean, I hear it a, a lot of places I go. If I go somewhere and I'm really quiet, then all of a sudden everybody thinks that something's wrong. And it's like, not always something's wrong when a person is quiet. It means they just have nothing to say. But it's out of line for you. Yeah, and I get it all the time, especially at work. Yeah, it's out of line for you because... And the fun part is, while I'm at work, it's like, I'm day and night, mainly because, like, it depends on what shift I'm working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At night shift, I'm more myself. Well, let's bring it back uh, to the subject. You gotta look at yourself as a whole person. It just, like you said, you can't just look at it as a physical appearance. You gotta take the whole... But a lot of people Picture. but a lot of people don't give people a chance if they don't look like the ideal person. That's the problem. My problem is really simple. Yes, that came into effect in high school cuz you're trying to get laid or you're trying to get a boyfriend, girlfriend. And that's the way teenagers think. As you go to adulthood though, they think the same way. It, they shouldn't, and you shouldn't care because you're an adult now. I think being an adult sometimes is worse than being in high school. I can't. I I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue. You know with how that many times? You know how many times I sit there and be like, I don't want to adult anymore, and it has nothing to do with bills. Okay, paying bills. You know, living on your own has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the fact that as adults. Adults bully people just as much as high schoolers. My problem is that adults let that happen. 
Yeah. They let it get to them yeah, when they uh-huh. really shouldn't. Who gives a shit? Yeah, well, I'm in the process of learning to tell people to go fuck off. And that's a big step for you. It is, because normally I take everything to heart, and lately I've been saying, you know, chuck it in the fuck it bucket, I don't give a fuck. And that's what you really needed to do. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do. Because I think... You know, stop... The famous saying is, don't judge a book by its cover. And I wish everybody would fucking live by that. I really do. Because because they don't. Everybody judges everybody. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody will judge people by the way they look. Everyone does it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm uh, guilty. I ain't gonna lie. I make you know, there's people that I see in this like I see them wearing that mullet hairdo and I'm like, Joe Dirt wants his hair back. <laughs> <laughs> But it's I like, am proud of you, though, lately. But, you've been doing that. Well, it's like, you know, I don't care. You either like me or you don't. And if you don't, fuck off. See, that's the point where people need to get before they get all upset because somebody's looking at them cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. Well, now my fun thing is if they look at me wrong, I look at them wrong. <laughs> I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite... Why did it take you to get that long to get to that point? I don't understand. Because it's a lot to it, it. It takes a lot mentally. And what's you can even say, worse you is... can say things like I can sit here and look at somebody and they could be judging me by how I look, and be like, "Oh, but you're so skinny." Because you even get it from like I get it from girls. Mm. Oh, but you're so skinny. I go, "Yeah, bitch," but it took me a lot to get here. Right. I I was a big girl, uh, and I don't mean having to pull my big girl pants on. Well, yeah, I did, but. Whatever. What I don't get, though, is you really get upset with me sometimes mm-hmm. because I don't care. No, I re- no, I don't. Now you don't, but you did. Especially when I would tell you, hey, man, you know, this person's up to no good or this one's trying to run a scam. And you said, well, I just got to learn on my own. I always do. I always got to learn shit on my own. I figure things out the hard way instead of going the easy way. Why was it that you used something like that, you know, against me being mad at me? What do you mean? That you, whatever you just said made no sense to me whatsoever, and it's not because I'm blonde. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? For real. <laughs> How I... You've never don't cared. Don't care what somebody would say. You've never cared. So, what do you mean I get mad at you? But over you it? use that against me like I'm some kind of bad person. It's not so much that you don't care. It's like you don't care because you don't have a filter either. So, it's like you say shit that, of course, usually isn't politically correct. And then that pisses me off. Because that's you, a no, part of me, though. Okay, but have you ever been taught if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it? Oh, damn, trying to be real quiet then. No, so would you. You'd be real quiet if you had nothing nice I to say. I wouldn't be able to say nothing. No, it'd be dead air. So then that means it would be the China show, because Hollywood can't say nothing, because <laughs> he can't never say anything nice. You hold that against me, right there. What? You're always saying I don't say something nice. You don't. I say st- you're nice rude stuff. A- Dude, you're a rude ass. I don't care. You're rude. You're mean. That's how you look at me. You're a big bully. Really? Is that how you look at me? 
Dude, go out in public with you. <laughs> Somebody can live a day in my shoes walking around somewhere with you in public and the things that you say about people as they walk by. Fucking stop. You're like, oh, tanto. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You care about Taco Bell. I don't know what the fuck. You say all kinds of dumb shit. It's like, dude, timing. Stop. That means you're judging people by the way they look. I'm not judging them. Hey. You look at a woman and go, she's got she's she's got blowjob lips. Fucking tell yeah, me that can, ain't being judgmental. You can no, it's by the physical appearance. Oh where, my god, it's not a proven fact. Yes, okay. it is. No, it's if, not. If they got Angelina Jolie pr- probably cannot suck dick. Okay, Ooh, you see those lips? It's probably see? a man's dream. Listen to you. <laughs> it's a man's dream. I love and to get my long in there. And she probably can't even do it right. She, uh, she, you know what? Her lips are fucking fine. She has them creases. She sucking dick i bet you she don't why don't you write her and ask her sure okay i'll figure that one out so that gets you mad because i look at women's lips and say hey you suck dick you look at a lot of things on women and i don't care go look i look at dudes i'm not saying that but you're saying i'm being judgmental you are you're judging a book by its cover okay what if they have a lot of crease what are they doing eating a lot of popsicles i don't fucking know (laughs) Are they shoving bananas in their mouth? What? Well, probably. But I don't see that as judgmental. Well, why do you got to look at a person's lips? Because, you That'd know. That'd be like me staring at some dude's junk. You do do that. No, I don't. Because <laughs> the guys don't wear their jeans like they used to. The fucking Wranglers that were tight that actually showed packages. Now they don't you show look, no more. Now you look at a guy and you can't even tell. <laughs> <laughs> They were in their pants so damn baggy. You just admitted you look. Fuck yeah, I look. Duh. Just like you guys do. And the first thing you look at is the junk, where I might no, be looking actually, at the lips. No, actually, the first thing I look at when I see a guy is their eyes. Mm-hmm. Because you can see a lot in their eyes. Really? Yeah. What do you see in mine besides darkness? Yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> No. What do you mean you don't want to go there? You just really? I shut mine off. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I like how our phones constantly go off while we're on the air. We always forget. I know it happens till we hear it go off. Then we're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm what serious. What do you look for but in I'm people's serious. eyes? It's not. I mean, it's like I like looking at the the color of their eyes, and like I get jealous because some men have better eyelashes than women. Uh-huh. Like, like it's sexy. A guy's eyes are sexy. Well, thank you. I didn't say yours. I have the same color as yours. But mine are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. With pretty, her. Sa- pretty sad that me, you, and both our kids have the same color eyes. <laughs> and mine just has to suck. Yours just suck. You know why yours suck? Here's why you're suck. <laughs> Dude, you barely have eyebrows. <laughs> it happened. You still didn't shut it off. Or was that me? That was you. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> I just got an email. <laughs> oh, but no. Goodness. Okay, because of the medication that you're on, your eyebrows <laughs> are falling out. So I always feel like looking at you and like taking my eyebrow pencil and drawing you eyebrows. Go fuck yourself. 
It's quicker and cheaper. It is. It is. See, you're being judgmental. <laughs> Only on you. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. You judge other people, too. Everybody does. I'm guilty. I ain't gonna lie. I'm guilty. But when it comes back to hitching the ass, you get pissed. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that right there makes no but sense. See, but see, I say things in my head. I don't verbalize them in public like you do. Well, why should I hold back my thoughts? I don't understand that. Because sometimes there's a time and a place where you shouldn't. Are you really that embarrassed to go out with me? Well, when half your ass is hanging out and we're walking through Walmart, that's kind of much. Wear a belt. What happens? No, it doesn't happen. It's just you. You got a lot of plumber asses out there. When people bend over, not when they're just walking. Come on now. I can do the ghetto shit, man. Let it hang down on my knees. No, I'm tired of seeing that, Ian. That's not, <laughs> what the fuck happened to the good old days, man? <laughs> Fucking Wrangler jeans. You didn't see them fuckers hanging half off people's asses. Wrangler's hardly around. I, I don't care. Get some fucking Levi's then. Same shit. I don't care. Man, are you upset? Oh, dude, I'm tired of seeing people walking around with half their asses hanging out. It's just fucking wrong. Do they even know what that means? Oh, but if it was a hot, sexy guy, you wouldn't care. If half his ass was hanging out? Yeah, I would. I'd no, say, pull you your wouldn't. pants up. No, you wouldn't. Dude, I'd go up and pull his pants up for him. I don't care. I did that to somebody at the bar. Uh, how do you get away from the, uh, what do they call it, body shaming? How do you get away with that? Or get away from that? Get away from it? Yeah. What do you mean get away from it? Everybody Where you don't it. care what others think of your appearance. You just start verbalizing, shut up, you don't care. Oh, you, mm -hmm. People make comments about me having no boobs, okay? So I just look at them and go, well, it's better than the opposite and getting black eyes. Okay, sorry. Nobody's ever come up to you and said that, have they? Besides me. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, not lately. <laughs> but they have? Oh, yeah, they used to. Who? I don't know. I'm not saying. The fuck, why would I tell you? You gonna go beat somebody up? <laughs> like we're in high school? <laughs> Who's picking on you? I'm gonna go beat him up. <laughs> I, I've had people make comments about how I have no boobs. And I'm like, that's fine because, you know, 12 years ago they were so big I couldn't even run in place without getting punched out. I mean, it's like, I don't care. I don't care that I have no boobs. If I had all the money in the world, I think they're I still, I, if I had all the money in the world, I wouldn't get my boobs done. I already told you, if I had all the money in the world, I'd get lipo. <laughs> I like them the way they are. They're like I wouldn't touch the boobs. I'd just want to get rid of the extra skin in the middle with the stretch marks from having children and weight loss and all that mm. stuff. But that's kind of what's sexy about you. Well, see, a lot of men say that it, that it's a turn on because of the fact, you know, you've been around the world, I guess, you know. Or been you, around the block a little bit. It's not so much you've been around the block a little bit. You, I mean, if you got stretch marks on your abdomen because you gave birth to a child, I mean, you brought someone in this world. Yeah, and people are like, well, you should love it. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> no. I think positivity is the biggest thing that people are lacking well, yeah, everybody's always so negative. It's like, I'll even flip through, like, let's say a dozen TikToks, okay? Just a dozen. And you got heavier people doing TikToks in tank tops and stretch pants. Go for it, girl. It wouldn't have been me. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Good for you. You know, and it's like, then you see, you know, the guys with the, the 
bigger than life dad bods and they're taking their shirts off on TikTok. Do it. Go for it. Have fun. They don't care. No, and it's good. But then if you check through their comments on that specific post, like if it's a heavier woman and she's in stretch pants and like a sports bra, you go scroll through their comments. Half them comments are negative. Like nobody wants to see that. Put your clothes on. And it's like... No, they're pieces of shit. Everybody on TikTok really is. I mean, there's a lot of people that make comments like that. And it's like, if you had nothing nice to say to that person's video, fucking scroll up. Keep going. No, that's not how it works on TikTok. Don't say anything. It's like people are posting, you know, like even this morning I seen a post from one of the girls that follows me on TikTok. And it was one of these ones where it says, you know, that they don't think they're beautiful. You know, and then it says for you to post your last picture and let people comment. Hmm. You know, and I posted on there that she was beautiful because I thought she was. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. But it's like, you know, but then, of course, you're going to see, you know, you're going to always see the negative comments. Well, that's the thing. I've had negative comments posted on a lot of my TikToks. And then why did they affect you so much? They didn't because I just deleted them. (laughs) But you used to care. I did used to care, but now if they post negative comments, I just delete the comments. I don't care. Mm. Damn, you'd be working all day if you had to do my shit. Dude, you just might as well delete your app. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't even lying. I really don't use it because they keep on saying, fuck you. You can't put this video up. So, you know, sometimes I say... Well, actually, somebody this morning sent me a video on TikTok in my messenger on TikTok saying, show this to Hollywood. And I went to go see the video, and now it says video unavailable. So... Somebody else is getting their shit taken down because I was supposed to show you one and now I can't because TikTok jumped in mm-hmm. and took whatever video it was down. I think this world is lacking positive people. Well, and I think everybody needs to be more positive. And like I said, if it's you don't more have... easier to be negative for them, though. Yeah. Well, it's like a, if you got nothing nice to say, just shut up. Damn, you're going to be telling me to shut up a lot, man. Shh. zip it zip 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 it when it comes to the positivity i think people that feel good about themselves should do something nice for themselves right if they're going through this body shaming well i mean that's one that's one of the things i like to do um getting my nails done always makes me feel better about myself Mm -hmm. you know i get up in the morning and (laughs) I put makeup on and go work at a gas station, okay? <laughs> Have you ever well, gone? Well, that's just like last night where I said, you know what? You need to relax. It's you time. You got to take some me time. Yeah. To feel better. Yeah, I, I don't do that a lot. But <laughs> you have to. A person has to sit there and take some me time. Well, yeah, definitely. And that's when I just scroll through TikTok looking for sounds. But it's like, I mean, for me, I I didn't used to wear, I I mean, I've been at my job for like four years, and I used to not wear makeup to work. But now that I have, for like the past year and a half, two years, gotten up and, you know, put my face on before going to work, it actually makes me feel better and makes my personality get out there a little bit more. That's all. That's some of the stuff that, you know, hell, my mother and grandmother used to say. The first You always get up, put your shit on. And you'll feel good. You know, the first two years, yeah, I had my nails real nice, but they were just my natural nails. I didn't have polish on them or nothing. And my nails, my natural nails would grow into like a natural French tip Mm. fingernail. 
So I would just put clear on and call it a day. And yeah, they looked good, but at the same time... It wasn't until I started telling you, to go, here, yeah. go to the nail salon. And get your nails done. I've and been paying ever since, trust no, me. No, you haven't paid all the time. <laughs> Stop acting like you're the only one that pays for my nails. I pay for my own. Really? Yeah. Not you're, all the time. Not all the time. Every other month I pay and you pay the opposite. But I pay once you, a month, you pay once a but month. But it makes it feel you feel better. Because I only get them done once a month. Mm. So we take turns. Last month I paid, this month you're paying. Next month I'll pay. Man, does she sound freaking, uh, hmm. And it always we'll happens that turns. usually usually, <laughs> usually, when he pays, I just happen to have to get the Manny and the, the Petty. petty. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to work Hollywood. She really does. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't know. But I think everybody needs to be more positive, and people need to be nicer to each other. I mean... What drives me nuts is the that's negativity living in, That's drives... living in a fake world, I guess, but, you know... No, what drives me nuts is the negativity from people about the way somebody looks drives them into all kinds of eating disorders and mental health issues. Yeah. It that does. drives me crazy. I looked at Tara Reid because American Five might be coming out. Tara Reid. And it's look. It, she looks like she's on a crack pipe. It was like, holy shit, what happened? And I bet it's because she got tired or got overwhelmed that she had to have an image to hold. Celebrities always have an image, though. That's like Charlie Sheen. Mm. Who, who would have thunk? You know, you see these mug shots of celebrities when they're at their worst. And you're like, holy hell, what happened to them? But well, she went to plastic surgery. A lot of celebrities do. Look at fucking Cher. I don't care what Cher says, man. You know that woman's gotten surgery. But why? Why hide because she how wants old to you're getting? Because they want to stay young. Look at Dolly Parton. I mean, Kenny Rogers, he, he did so much plastic surgery, you didn't even recognize it was him anymore after a while. No, you didn't. But you know, how did that make them feel? I don't get how that makes them feel. Dolly Parton, I mean, come on. You know them boobs in that ass ain't normal. No, the boobs are. The boobs are. They're well, natural. yeah, actually the boobs are because I read her biography. <laughs> yeah, the boobs are she natural. She likes to swear a lot and people probably never even knew that. No, she didn't. No. Because she's in her the queen of country music, oh, man. man. In, her, in her biography, she cusses like a freaking truck driver. <laughs> I ain't even lying. But it's like, you know, there's people out there that this is what they do. And I mean, you Do know. you feel like you're ever going to need plastic surgery if you had the money to do it? No, I won't do plastic surgery. Most I'll do. I like your wrinkles where they are. Rude, what the fuck? I do. Shut up. You don't need Botox. I won't get Botox. I'm not injecting anything. You don't anything. need a facelift. I'm not injecting anything into my... I'm not injecting poison into But me. that's what no. I mean. I like your wrinkles where they're at. I've already said the most that I would ever do if I had the money is get rid of the extra skin from my weight loss and from having two kids is get rid of the extra skin because it doesn't matter how many crunches or how many freaking all these exercises, it ain't going nowhere. As you get older, that's just the way the body gets. That's all right. I mean, I'll get that tightened up. That'd be the only thing I'd ever get done. But see, that's not putting poison into my body. That's removing skin. Well, Danica Patrick, she had a lot of health problems recently because she had boobs put in. Yeah. And I guess the boobs were leaking. And yeah. it got her sick. 
And it was interesting to hear her say, because she put a picture of herself that was like 10 years old when she did it, and said if she could go back in time, she would tell that self not to do it. Don't worry about what people have to say or an image you got to maintain. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I could go back 12 years ago when I was laying on that table getting ready to go get gastro bypass, I'd be like, wait a few years till the sleeve comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Coming up right now after the music break, we're going to be doing our uh, Serial Killer Monday. Hey, girl. You know you got everybody looking. Got a little boom in my big truck. Gonna open up the doors and turn it up. Gonna stomp my boots in the Georgia mud. Gonna watch you make me fall in love. Get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor. Up on the toolbox, it don't matter. Down on the tailgate, girl, I can't wait to watch you do your thing. Shake it for the young bucks sitting in the honky tonks. For the rednecks rocking till the break of dawn. Jay's spinning that country song. Come on, come on, come on. Shake it for the birds, shake it for the bees, shake it for the catfish swimming down deep in the creek. For the crickets and the critters and the squirrels, shake it to the moon, shake it for me, girl. All oh. country girl, shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me. Country girl, shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me. A sweet little farmer's child They got a in her blood to get a little wild Ponytail and a pretty smile Rope me in from a country mile So come on over here and get in my arms Spin me around this big old barn Tangle me up like grandma's yarn Yeah, yeah, yeah Shake it for the young bucks sitting in the honky-tonks For the rednecks rocking till the break of dawn For the DJ spinning that country song Come on, come on, come on Shake it for the bears, shake it for the bees Shake it for the catfish swimming down deep in the creek For the crickets and the critters and the squirrels Shake it to the moon, shake it for me, girl Country girl, shake it for me, girl Shake it for me, girl Shake it for me Country girl, shake it for me, girl Shake it for me, girl Like the river flows, feel the kick drum down deep in your toes. All I wanna do is get to holding you and get to knowing you and get to showing you and get to loving you. For the night is through, baby, you know what to do. Shake it for the young bucks sitting in the honky tonks. For the rednecks rocking till the break of dawn. For the DJ spinning that country song. Come on, come on, come on. Shake it for the birds, shake it for the bees. Shake it for the catfish swimming down deep in the creek. For the crickets and the critters and the squirrels. Shake it to the moon. Shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me. 
song for the broken hearted
don't forget, every Monday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, the first one's going to be today. China Dow's China Chat on all your major podcast platforms. You do realize doing it at 9 a.m., they're going to miss the last 15 minutes of this show. Oh, now I got to, well, you know what? I'll put it up for 9.30. There you go. That's 9.30 better. on Mondays. Okay, now that she kicked me in the fucking balls and ruined the, uh, you know, promotion. <laughs> Also, Fridays, we came up with a new thing with all the feedback that we got from people. Yeah, so if y'all got something to uh, hit up on this one, private message me. If you're in our Discord server with a movie that you want us to watch, and the following Friday, we will critique it and give our opinion on it. The last it. one we did was with Adam Sandoval, man. A lot of San people... Who? Adam Sandler. Whatever, my fault. I'm thinking about Adam. Anyway... Dude, why are you thinking about a dude? Because he just had a good video come out. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, you nasty. Anyway, hmm. we got a lot of good feedback off of that. A lot of people got emotional. A lot of people ended up watching it, too. Yeah. I'd like to know. Let me know how you guys liked it if you did end up going to watch that uh, Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler. Make sure you private messenger on Discord. And let us know what movies you want us to watch, because we will watch them. Serial Killer Monday is now in effect. Yes, yes it's China Dow's freaky obsession. Favorite time. Yeah, obsession with people getting killed. Yes, I have one. What do we got? I actually have somebody that we should all be familiar with. But let's see. William Lewis Reese. He is now 63 years of age. Mm -hmm. He is an American serial killer, rapist, and kidnapper. Ah, oh, great. In 2000... You know what the last serial killer you had on about the dude fucking the deadheads and shit? <laughs> I should have slapped you for that one. <laughs> in 2015, he, uh, William Reese in 2015 was linked via, via DNA to a 1997 cold case murder of a girl in Oklahoma for which he was subsequently convicted and sentenced to death. Now, in Oklahoma, Texas, they kill motherfuckers quick. Oh, yeah, but... Not in California. It gets better. Not long after his conviction, he confessed to three murders associated with the Texas killing fields. What? For, for which he was convicted and sentenced to life in prison last month. <laughs> that way they can kill him in Oklahoma. No, because... You know, yeah, because he had to go to trial in, in Oklahoma first, and then he had to be shipped out to Texas. That's why Texas gave him a life sentence so Oklahoma could kill him. He ain't sitting in Oklahoma. Yeah, but that's why they gave him life. They passed up the death penalty. Texas gave him life imprisonment, 60 years imprisonment for kidnapping charges. Thank you. And let me guess, he was a sexual deviant. Well, you'll hear. <laughs> Great. Here we Is he going to be fucking heads? No. His crimes sexual assault, imprisonment, and release, kidnapping, and imprisonment. Are we ready? In 1986, Reese kidnapped the 19 year old daughter of a sheriff's deputy. Damn. The woman was driving to a local gym when her car stalled. Reese, who worked as a truck driver at the time, lured her into his truck with the promise to take her to the nearest payphone. Instead, he tied her up and raped her. 
then drove the victim to a nearby motel where he rented a room for the night. He allowed her to use the bathroom, giving her the opportunity to escape and call the police. Reese was arrested and charged, but released from custody after paying his bail. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yep. And you'd think they'd be stronger on him because it was a sheriff, uh, a sheriff's I'm surprised, child. I'm surprised the sheriff's deputy didn't shoot that fucker. Yeah, well, he got released. So, and he wh- was on the run? While at large, a month after his release, he sexually assaulted another woman and was arrested. He was put on trial for both rapes, found guilty, and sentenced 25 years imprisonment. His attorneys appealed the conviction in criminal court, were granted a review of the case. The results indicated there was procedural errors in Reese's criminal case, causing the sentence to be reduced and leading to his parole in 1996. So on a technicality. So he was only basically in prison for 10 years. On a technicality. Uh Uh-huh. After his release, after his release, he moved to his mother's home in Oklahoma in early 1997. He regained his driver's license and moved to Houston, Texas. Fall of 1997, Reese became a suspect in the kidnapping and attempted rape of a 19-year-old. What is uh, it with him? He has something with 19-year-olds. 19-year-olds, yeah. According to her testimony in May of 97, her car, her, the, her name is Sandra. Okay, so Sandra stopped her car at a gas station in Webster to use a payphone where she spot, was spotted by Reese. She got into her car and began to drive, but a few minute, after a few minutes, she realized that one of her tires were flat and was forced to stop. Reese, who had been trailing behind her in his white truck, then stopped and offered to help her. After luring her inside his truck, Reese overpowered her and bound her wrist before continuing to drive along. <sighs> it's funny, Sandra, no, none, Sandra, of these, Sandra. none of these other cars that they were driving by ain't seen anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Sandra managed to break free from the restraints and jumped out of the truck, sustaining severe injuries to her body in the process. She survived and was taken to a nearby hospital where she contacted the police. She provided a description of her attacker, but was unable to recall important details. But she was put under hypnosis, and in her hypnotized state, Sandra was able to recall Reese's license plate number. Sandra singled Reese out as the assailant in a police photo array, which led to his arrest. But let me guess, he got off again because of the hypnosis. Nope. Reese was convicted of the kidnapping charge in 1998 and sentenced to 60 years imprisonment. Police became suspicious that Reese was involved in the disappearance of three other teenage girls from Houston around the suburbs, one whom was last seen alive and later found murdered near his workplace. After the conviction for kidnapping and rape, Reese was transferred to Ellis Unit to serve out his sentence. In the early 2000s, he was compelled by law to submit DNA samples into CODIS. In 2015, his DNA matched the murder of a 19-year-old on July 26, 1997. Another 19-year-old? Yeah, all 19-year-olds so far. Uh, Johnson Dodge Neon was found abandoned 
at a Sunshine Car Wash in Oklahoma. The owner of the car wash told police that Reese frequently used that car wash. Johnson's body was later found on the side of a dirt road near the I-40. Johnson had been sexually assaulted, beaten, and strangled. On September 21, 2015, Reese was formally charged with her murder. In early 2016, Reese began cooperating with investigators and admitted responsibility for the mur- for that lady's murder or girl's murder and further confessed to three other murders while in Houston in the summer of 97. All because of that technicality got him off. Mm-hmm. With the help of his attorneys, he contacted the prosecutor's office and provided a map to the burial sites. Then offered to admit fully to the crimes in court in exchange to avoid the death penalty. Coward bitch, he didn't give them girls that. And a guarantee he would serve his sentence in Oklahoma. Authorities refused the deal and excavated the burial sites indicated on the map and discovered the skeletal skeletal remains of Kellyanne Cox and Jessica Kane. Oh, come on. Reese confessed to the murders of Laura Smith Smyther, Kelly Cox, Tiffany Johnson, and Jessica, Jessica Kane, but refused to admit a sexual motive for any of these crimes. He stated that he committed his first murder on April 3rd, 97, when he killed a 12-year-old, Laura Smyther, in Friendswood. Mm-hmm. According to Reese, he accidentally hit her with his car on a rainy day. He admitted hiding her body in a lake and admitted strangling the girl to death. Aw, oh, come on. Reese also confessed on July 15th, 97, he was driving from Oklahoma to Houston, and he stopped to buy some whiskey at a gas station. He claimed he got into a physical confrontation with 20-year-old Kelly Cox and strangled her in the, during the fight. Cox was found buried in the woods. Like the Smither case, he insisted that Cox had not been sexually assaulted. According to Reese's account, on July 26, 97, he stopped at the car wash to clean his truck and accidentally sprayed Tiffany Johnson. The absence of witnesses, he grabbed the teenager, dragged her into inside the trailer where he raped her at gunpoint. Reese Johnson struck her over the head with a horseshoe and attacked her. He admitted strangling her and putting her body in the woods by the side of the road where it was discovered the following day, Reese stated he knew Johnson's mother, who lived in the town, and was an acquaintance of the mother and members of the family. So basically, he did all these killings, and it could have all been stopped if the first one with the technicality wasn't thrown out. Exactly. In 2016, Reese was extradited from Texas to Oklahoma to stand trial for the murder of Johnson. A few days later, he appeared before Oklahoma County District Court, where the hearing was scheduled for October 10th, 2016. He waived his right to a speedy trial. What happened to the good old days when the inmates would get him's ass? Good question. The trial began April of 2017. They decided to file for a motion to change venue, claiming the county courthouse officials' offices contain asbestos dust and could negatively affect the health of the trial's participants. 
An independent examination concluded the building's con- condition condition was hazardous. Oh my God! This guy's got a horseshoe up his ass. The trial was adjourned un- until June 2019. In the meantime, prosecutors from Texas announced they would extradite him to their state to stand trial for the Smither, Cox, and Kane after the end of his Oklahoma trial. So basically going back and forth between these two states. This well, was and then he had another killer. then he had another horseshoe up his ass because the trial was indefinitely postponed as a revo- result of COVID-19 pandemic. Go figure. And resumed May of 2021. It's starting to think like he's never going to see the death penalty like in so many other these cases. He's got a horseshoe. How old is he? 63. He'll never get to death, but he'll never get put to death with the well, way this government in the Texas worded. During the Texas trial, he was convicted for Johnson's murder in Oklahoma. Reese was extradited to stand trial in Texas in early March 2022. He pled guilty to all three murders, sentenced to life in prison as of June of 2022. So he will no longer get the death penalty. He is just getting life in prison for all these 19-year-olds and one 12-year-old. I gotta, you know, spark this up. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Oh, yeah, we had to lighten the mood up after that. I was kind of getting upset, man. All 19-year-olds, what a freak, man. What a freak. All 19-year-olds except for one was 12. That's even... Mm. What do we got on for Get Your Porn On today? Pick a number between 1 and 200. 1 to 58. 158? Oh, what a coincidence. I was right down there. I haven't been able to have any luck on this conversation lately. <laughs> this is priceless. Have you ever worn your partner's clothing during sex? No. I have. You have, yes. <laughs> I've I've worn your shirts. You, you wear all my flannels. No, I don't. Not anymore. I have my own. But you also, you always used to wear, you know what? That was kind of sexy, you know? Just I used you. to wear your hockey jerseys. Yeah, my hockey jerseys. Yeah. You know. You Ooh. Got, are you guys actually trying on your wife's panties during sex? No. I'm just curious. No. I'd like to see some. No, I wouldn't want to see some. Of There's some of the freaks that do do that, man. You know, hey, but I don't judge. I don't judge. I'd love to see some of you guys in your wife's thongs. Just kidding. Send them pictures to shout it out on Discord. I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) Because I'd end up with some. Stop it. I will send you a free signed copy of a book of mine if you send a picture of yourself in your wife's clothing, meaning panties and bra. To my discords? No. Yes. Uh-uh. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Who's got the nuts? Oh, God. If I get any, I swear to God. You're going to be mad at me. And don't worry. I won't share the picture. I will. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah, I will. No, we won't because I won't give it to you. How are you going to see it? <laughs> I'll just be like, hey, so-and-so needs a book. <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable. (sighs) We'll catch you guys later. (laughs) And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. 
don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel, install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku, as well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next.